Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Dan Butler, and we're going to talk about the dogman. So the dogman, uh, I've been researching this for a long time, but Dan, I think, is probably the most advanced person out there 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 is and i think he's gonna well i know that he's gonna give us a lot of information that we'll be able to look at so looking forward to this conversation dan thanks for joining us and uh what do you have to share awesome mike thanks for the intro i appreciate that first off just want to tell you i love you good talking to you again I haven't talked yeah, to you in a while definitely thank you love you too thanks yeah, yeah. i appreciate you saying that about me i'm sure there's a lot of other people that would consider themselves the foremost researcher in the field too, but I just, I like to tie these things into other topics too together. And I think that that gives me a little bit of a unique advantage and cutting edge kind of situation where some people will just focus on one of these things or not even believe in it at all and not tie it to other things. And I think that that's where I'm kind of having a, a bigger picture, a broader picture, trying to tie it into a bigger narrative. And I think that's very important to do in this area instead of just keep it as, oh, a cryptic thing or something small individualized it's it's mm -hmm. part of the big picture truly excellent the dog man I, we, we've had lots of instances of, of these guys you know being mentioned uh throughout time give us give us a, a rundown a basic understanding because a lot of people have no clue what we're talking about right now and i think this is really going to blow open some some serious doors and people are going to make some connections as we start to share this information so give us like a, a foundation of what the uh, dogman cryptids and so forth. Perfect. In this area, a lot of people like to call them the big three, which you'll call, you know, you got your Bigfoot, typical one, definitely different kinds of them, if you will, in, in that field of its own. Then you have the werewolf, which is not the same as the dogman. And the big three are the werewolf, the dogman, and Bigfoot. So the dogman's kind of the in-between of the three, if you will. It seems to be that people think it's like a new thing that they're finding out now and calling it dogman. But if you look through history, it's always actually been there always. I'm going to go ahead and pull up a screen right now at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we'll just kind of get into it as we go like that. And let's see. Start with the Nimbus, you know, from Egypt. A lot of people are familiar with this already. So this is how we can tie it into things we already know and put it to new terms like Dogman. Mm -hmm. It's just a new loose term they're using to explain something that's been there always, always. Awesome. So we'll, we'll start with the Nimbus, which we already kind of know. But let's look at it a little bit in here. And, and what is important parts to note is that it, you know, it comes from Greek, a lot of it, name of God of death, mummification, embalming, afterlife. They have a lot to do with, you know, things of this nature. So if you look a little note down here, it's important to note, like, uh, let's see right here. It says, a nimbus was depicted in black color, symbolizing regeneration, which is, you know, different than people think. They, they always think that's negative. So that regeneration of life, the soil of the Nile River. Basically, Anibis in the end is the god uh, portrayed within the god's head of a canine because the canines would dig into graves back then and eat shallow graves. Hmm. So, so basically going along with or against that same energy, they use the head of the dog. This is where it's going to get interesting. A lot of people look at that as kind of like, you know, oh, that's, you know, mythology and stuff like that. But sure. we're gonna we're gonna tie it into that's you know it's no these aren't mythical creatures these these creatures are real, they are real and so 
I think we'll find in Egypt a lot of times too coming up in the future that a lot of the things on the walls that people depicted or they say were depictions of bullshit. Oh, this is the scent of that coming out. No, that's a light bulb. Oh, this is the, he's giant because of this. No, he's a giant. You know, oh, it's a dog head. No, they have dog heads. All these things are maybe not just, you know, folklore. So let's look a little bit on here where it even says Anibis was portrayed in a full animal form with, uh, with a jackal, the jackal head, the jackal body, a jackal god. And Nimbus is depicted in stone from this region and other pharaohs, first dynasty. Let's keep skipping ahead where it says this is the important part. Where the dead were buried in shallow graves, jackals had been strongly associated with cemeteries because of were scavengers with uncovered human bodies that ate the flesh, basically, like I was getting at. So it says here, fight like fight like with like a jackal was chosen to protect the dead because the common problem cause of concern must have been digging up the bodies, which mm -hmm. is also an interesting fact. And in America, a lot of people, when they report seeing dogmen or dogmen areas, they will dig into shallow grave areas and lay in the grave. Mm -hmm. So there's some kind of situation where it's just the smell of the dead, perhaps, or maybe there's a mythological reason to it where they're, where they're doing this. But it says even here, shortly after burial, by jackals and other wild dogs, which live in, in the area, basically. And Nibis was the most important. So getting at that, that they're using, it's like, you know, irony kind of, if you will, that he's a passage right into the, into the, into the realm of the, like the tunnels of set or like death. So that has always been kind of, they have always been portrayed as like, like guarding that portal, if you will. Right. And in, in modern times, dog men, we're going to tie all this in later. So you'll see the bigger picture to it. But dogmen apparently work work with the government and work with all types of different groups, governments from around the world in, in situations where they are somehow transdimensional or somehow able to guard portal systems. And they've been given that right as, mm -hmm. as kind of like their passage to stay here and not be outright destroyed. And keep in mind, they, werewolves are different. A werewolf is almost like a an alien, if you will. It has a human body. From the neck down they're very muscular they're bigger than dogmen they don't have giant pointed ears at the top of the head we'll so we'll look at all that in a minute okay so let's get back into this here a little bit let's get out of that all right so basically what we're getting so I, I saw in here is like you know you got the the greek like you're talking about the greeks are coming in plutarch is talking about how you know anubis was the son and then there's further down there's like anubis was the son of isis and just they just go on. It's like matter of factly, yeah. The Anubis right. was was right. real was to them. Real. Anubis was real, right? You know, so over time, this stuff gets buried, and it gets buried on purpose. And that's some of the stuff I think you're going to share. You know, as we move along as right. well, right? As we move forward here in a minute. So um, mm -hmm. and so you know, there's been tons of statues in antiquity through history. I mean, look, they've always had these things. So let's let's go to just a couple of images of Anubis real quick. Vatican Museum, wow. Yeah, yeah, just to get <laughs> just to get familiar here, how they would depict them, you know. And a lot of times, and the typical one on the wall, you see, you know, like a brown skin here and black-headed thing. A lot of times, but he, and he's really depicted as all black too. And a lot of sightings of dogmen are, you know, mainly all black, slender. They have uh -huh. almost like raccoon-like hands. Their hands are very like, like not like a dog's paw. Mm. Okay. Mm. And they have articulate fingers, very big, sharp nails. So apparently it, we're going to look into some of these people that do some of this research. There's a couple people out there, you know, questionable, believe it or not, if you want. But one of the guy's names, 
Victor, he's apparently, you know, works secret, you know, government kind of situation. They don't work for the Army Navy situation. They work for more like game and board, you know, so it's so it's not posse comic inland. So they're not basically doing missions in the country illegally. Posse comitatus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Posse comitatus. So, mm-hmm. you know, here's some here's some examples of an invis and we'll keep going. But just so you get it in the head, the idea has always been around. This ain't no new thing. This is Dogman. This is this wow. is Dogman. Great research. Good job. Let's keep going with this. Here's some old world stuff that depicts dog headed men. It's not Egyptian. Different times here. We have different depictions. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at them. So we even see them hunting, them being civil, them fighting with other humans in armor. I mean, oh, these wow. things have been around in our folklore forever and always been depicted different from werewolf. The example, yep. the example with that is something like this right here. Dog-headed, we're going to call them sinosyphilis, right? That's kind of a different word. Mm-hmm. Having the head of a dog or a jackal, like we just heard, jackal. So they're once again tying the same thing. Why jackal? Why do they have to do that? They just did that? It's mm-hmm. very important that they're saying this. Okay. So widely mythological, let's keep going here, scrolling a little for it says right here, literal meaning of sinosyphil, excuse me if I'm heard that word sometimes, sinosyphily, sinosyphilis is dog headed. However, that is referred to as having a human body still. So this is a very detailed definition of a creature. They're not saying it's a certain dog. This is a dog headed human body with dog head is implied. Such sinosyphilics. I'm saying sinusyphilics, let's say it like that, uh, are known in mythology and legend, like we were kind of just showing in Indian, Egyptian, Greek, Chinese, all that. Wow. But it's important. Let's scroll down here a little bit and look at this. This is is a trip right here to check out. So look how they would depict St. Christopher sometimes as having a dog head. Wow. So he, I mean, right there. So in medieval times, this is very interesting. All these different times where they travel the world, they go to places such as this. Batuta. I want to say it like that. It looks good. Yep. Okay. Okay. So let's say right here. These were the dogged mouth people of this journey, possibly describing the Minawadi people later. Other people call them, right? So it says right here, a little account from their from their thing. 15 days after leaving, we reached the country of Barahaknar, Baharakan, something like this. Anyway, with mouths are like those of dogs. This tribe is a rabble professing neither the religion of the Hindus nor any other. They live in reed huts roofed with grass along the seashore. So, I mean, you're seeing here that these are intelligent creatures that hide themselves. They have homes. They make things. You know, I mean, you can look into this more and more as you'll see. This picture is kind of funny here. It might show the dog man, a human, you know, and then wow. you know, maybe he's got a big foot. You know, it's just interesting. You know, it's what, what a joke. You know, <laughs> he's got a big foot, you know, keep going. I mean, you'll see it. The more research you do yourself on this, other than just dog man, the term dog man, it's a loose term, right? Mm-hmm. You'll see that these things have all been around for quite some time. You know, this is Pretty nothing new, nothing new under the sun here. So another cool term for them, which I like to uh, use myself is the Rougarou. Right. It's an American folklore. It's originally a French word. The Rougarou. Let's go down here a little bit. Oh, where's it at here? Right around here somewhere. Okay. So it says, boom, boom, boom. The common blood sucking legend 
says that the Ruguru is under a spell for 101 days. After that time, the curse is transferred from person to person when the Ruguru draws another human's blood. So that's almost like how the Skinwalker situation, all this. And see, people are, they're not tying this back into with like adrenochrome and the same thing with this blood worship and all this. But it's very important to note. Like, here's a side note right now. Just imagine something like this. Say you're in a cult and you need to really trick some of your new members into believing that demons are real or something like that is real physically, right? So you mm -hmm. maybe take them out in the woods once to a ceremony, but you're not summoning a demon. You're you're literally baiting a dog man, okay, if you will. And and maybe they're trained to sounds. Maybe they're trained to, you know, by the military to respond to sounds, to come back to treats for sounds. So the stimulus and response kind of thing. Then you go out there with your group, you make this sound go off or you do it, you bait them in however it happens, right? These unwilling suspects here that are just sitting there, not knowing all of a sudden they're about to see literally a demon in their mind. Mm. Okay. You know, then they see this thing. I mean, you have them now baited. They, they listen to you in an unbelievable way. You have to think some of this stuff could be tied into other situations like that, where they're using things that have always been here, but, but almost using them in a way, you know, imagine if you've never seen a lion even, and, and I put that in you in a room with it. You have no fucking idea. Excuse my French there, you know, <laughs> since we're speaking French here. Yeah, exactly. But, that is know, a French have, word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have no idea what that is, you know? So it's just like that. I mean, if you've never seen a shark, you how would you explain this? Oh, the monster in the sea. You, mm -hmm. you, same thing, you know? So these things can be used for nefarious ways, and I'm sure they probably are, without yeah. a doubt. Well, that was interesting. You tied it in with that party drug of the leads. It starts with a, a adrenal. You know, we won't say that um, name, but yeah, that's that's interesting. Kind of little tie in there. You know, I think that's what in the end we're trying to do here is tie all these things into one bigger story. Okay, and that's where some of this kind of would tie in that kind of stuff. There's things about science that we don't fully understand, right? You know, that would seem like magic in the end. They become one, really. And that knowledge is hidden from us. And so some of this stuff, there's government situations where they've taken some of these creatures. Like if you look into, let's keep going down the list here. So we got the Rougarou here. That's another name for them. You know, you'll hear a lot in the South. You'll hear that a lot. And then the funny thing we always like to joke is if you look up dog man right away, what you're going to get is something totally different. Okay. You're going to get a child's book that pops up on YouTube and basically smothers all the real information along with the other bullshit stuff. So anyone that searches this stuff, you got to go through pages and pages of information to find a little grain of something that might possibly be true. Mm -hmm. Which we're going to look at a couple of those little videos in a minute and see some of the ones that I think might possibly be true, for an example. Good. But, so when you look up Dogman, something like this comes up first. And it's not like, oh, this is totally just designed to, you know, block Dogman. This is a child's book. But it, even in the child's book, look what it says here about this book. It says, Focus focuses on a part dog, part man, police officer, hero. So you see how they're psychologically tying these things in together, right? For people from a small age to oh, he's a hero. He's he works with the police. He works with the good guys. He's just this dog man. And so nice. in here, mm -hmm. when you're scrolling down a little bit, you see the names of the books: Unleashed, Tale of Two Kitties. They're very advanced names for you know. They're like play on words. Fetch twenty two. You got all this joke, you know. And then look right here, the main character, a cop with the head of a dog in the body of a man. He retains his dog senses, but not his body. He has a tendency to jump into 
uh, chief or there, whatever that is, and make a huge mess. Being part canine, Dogman cannot speak English. So why did they have to throw that kind of caveat into the child's book? I mean, a lot of cartoons, they just speak, you know, I mean, mm. Roger Rabbit. Any, but this this is a dog-headed cop, dog-headed cop hero man that can't speak, but he retained his dog abilities. Anyway, moving on. So let's just, you know. So just it, it's, it seems to me they're seeding. Right. Seeding it's just a total. There, yeah. Right. Right. And in and, and funny ways. So you always got to, you know. Mm-hmm. You got you got to be leery of things like that. I mean, I'm not hating on this thing at all. This is probably an awesome child's book. I'm sure hundreds, thousands of kids like. Who knows? You know, it's probably great, great for them. I haven't looked into it much. I just thought that was funny, little interesting kind of thing there. You know, definitely yeah, kind of like a movie. lot of the movies that we see where they drop little tidbits. Right, mm-hmm. right. And which is here. Let's just go to one of these just to make us all laugh for a minute, and it'll be a funny little little caveat here into this uh, perfect time to say that. Even let's see, it's. Okay, so this is a scene from a newer movie, The Suicide Squad, okay? And this is the newer Suicide Squad. And it's just funny. Why would they even do this, you know, first of all? So let's watch it. And we'll, then we'll kind of, you know, talk about what, what's going on here right? and how they joke it. And let's check it out. Yo, is this a dog? What? Is this thing a dog? A, a dog? Yes. What, what kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I don't know. I'm not familiar with all the breeds. I'm going to go with Afghan Hound. He's a weasel. He's harmless. He's not harmless. He's killed 27 children. But, you know, we got him to, I think, disagree to do this. So, you know, kind of enough said there, but that's pretty funny. But you see how they're joking. First off, he's in a plane doing missions. I think we've gotten to agree to do this. And is that a weasel? The whole thing, you know, anyone that was about that, that's a funny joke to them, you know, that's fucking hilarious to them, probably. Oh, you yeah. Know? Definitely. And, you know, it's killed 27. You know, this gotta watch all that kind of strange. So they're depicting him as a weasel. He's a so that, you know, is very familiar to someone like me that would think, wow, it's a lot like the dog man that they, you know, these guys claim they do missions with. These things are trained. Okay. Apparently, the ones that there's a, different locations in America. Where they have the compounds that they think back to and they're from Rome, you know, that they, they were always natural anyway to Rome. The ones that are come back or that are bred there through a breeding program they have, apparently, per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're tattooed, you know, they have tattoos on them. They they they're able to breed werewolves and dogmen. They could never successfully apparently breed Bigfoot in a breeding program. It was just too uh, intelligent, too hyperdimensional. It was walking through walls, different things. It, they, they couldn't perform it right to use to, for military purposes kind of thing. But wow. the dog man, they, they were able to. The dog man worked probably better than it should have, if you will. They breed them in captivity. They have studs. It's something you can get into later. So the page I have pulled up right now is a guy that, you know, I, I follow his channel a lot, uh, Dog Man Encounters with Jeff here. And if you go back and look through a lot of his stuff, I, I invite a lot of people, you know, he's got some, some subscribers here. We should blow them up a little, check out some of his stuff, give the guy a chance and look back through, you know, a couple of years of his stuff. And you'll find, you know, there's a lot of narrated things that he does in there. He's a great narrator, actually. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of encounters from people themselves that are in there. And those are the ones that are kind of important to listen to when you hear it from the horse's mouth. Sheriffs, you know, ex-military guys master hunters that hunt all over the world wow listen to, their, listen to these accounts in here 
and you come up with your own, you know, situation on what you believe after something like that, after checking some of this out. So here's just his channel, you know, mm-hmm. but let's go to one of his specific videos into a little caveat piece here and let's listen in on a minute. This video just came out the other day and this is a retired Navy SEAL guy that was murdered or apparently killed with his friend. They're both masters of being out in the wilderness. They don't die yeah. of exposure, okay, things like this. So let's just come in, let's chime in on the middle of this video and listen this one little second here of a very interesting account that just happened just a couple days ago. Wow. Okay, just a little piece of it. FD and other personal belongings on the east shore of the lake. The NPS states, crews found a body of O'Neill the next morning. Every effort for Crombo by foot and boat are expected to continue this week with the help of sonar equipment, dog teams, and helicopter crew. Crumbo, a former Navy SEAL, spent two decades working as a river ranger, park ranger, and wilderness coordinator in Grand Canyon National Park, the Salt Lake Tribune reports. He was a member of the Potawatomi tribe and a board member of the Rewilding Institute, a conservation program according to its website. Crumbo was also a frequent contributor to the Salt Lake Tribune, which reported he was known for writing letters to the editor about protecting wolves, wild horses, and the environment. The Park Service said the average year of temperature at the lake is about 48 degrees Fahrenheit. So let me just stop it there. Just So that was a little brief description of the guy himself. So these guys aren't normal, you know, they're not just going to die like that. Randomly. Yeah, no doubt. These guys were found, you know, ripped up. And a lot of times they say bear attack. They always push the bear attack. You know, it's like the code word for the guys. They know once you say that, they're like, okay, we know, okay. The guys mm-hmm. that know it's always a bear attack, right? Okay. So these guys were just torn down, you know, they're dead. Drained away to where they would never be like such a thing. They left their camp open. These, they're just men like that wouldn't have done those, those movements. No. In those in that order, you know, never, you know, never. Mm-mm. So it's very interesting. And this guy, you know, he's just on this case, but it's just interesting that that was a Navy SEAL, you know, retired guy. Guys like that, you know, you, you really think just even a bear? I mean, come on, let's. They they handle situations, you know, they he would probably survive at least, you know what I mean? And both of them, it's just really unlikely. Some of this stuff, you find guys shredded up like that. And, uh, you know, I, I invite and encourage people to look into areas like uh, Land Between the Lakes, LBL. It's a very crazy, famous hotspot for cryptid activity, right? I mean, all kinds of hunters, people that are very credible. To note, too, that Fort Campbell is very close to there. Fort Campbell, Kentucky has so many accounts from soldiers, from people in general around that area of, of dogmen, literally, of cryptid-like hmm. creatures like this, Okay. It's just Do you funny. think they have a uh, breeding program there in uh, Fort Campbell? I don't know, per se, their kind of thing. From what I've gathered off the information I've, I've checked into, that Virginia is a, definitely a spot where they do. Hmm. And they call them back to Virginia from quite a distance away. It takes them days to even get back. They're allowed to travel that way. It's like, wow. a, like, a, like a chip that calls them or vibrates or you know signals them back for stimulus and response activity to get food again, to, mm-hmm. to a big meetup for them all. They meet other females there. So apparently there's ones out in the wild that the ones in captivity or that were trained to teach the other ones how to speak, how to combat. The the natural ones are just naturally combative, like a a raccoon or like, you know, any kind of animal would attack. 
the ones mm-hmm. that are trained are trained different and they will are far superior than the regular dog man in combat. Mm-hmm. They're trained, they're trained to fight and they know they're trained to fight. They can speak. Okay. These are all, th- these things can speak and you have to understand werewolf totally a different level. Werewolf smarter than any human. Almost they're psychic. They speak on a beautiful level. A dog man can speak. They don't prefer to do it in elegant talking situation. They speak, but they're very to the point. They're still almost like a pack of dogs when they eat. They still show seniority. They show teeth, you know, all these kinds of things. So j- there was a just, there's an example right there. Like we just showed of, and here, look at this photo, even, you know, something like that. Most of them are black. Not all of them are kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's just go a little farther into this one guy once a little bit more so people can check him out later and, you know, comment and tell us what you think about this guy. A lot of, you know, he has a lot of, a uh, lot of interesting things in there, but the main thing that I follow about him is there's a guy that's came on there over time. that used to call him himself William, you know, and later became Victor. Victor is the, the true name of this man. You can follow these videos. They go back a couple of years. Let's mm-hmm. just jump in again real quick on a piece here. This is Victor's voice. So you can hear the man and just listen to what he's saying just for a second about how he was fired for contacting this man over time and speaking with him because his private emails were hacked and he was, you know, he was at the end of his career anyway. These mm-hmm. are hard to believe situations. I mean, this man was hired because his father did this and he trained his son as a great hunter. And Victor will even tell you himself, I'm not the craziest uh, crack scientist in the world about these things. I don't know. I, I, hunt them. I literally hunt them, you know, just so just take a look for one minute. Let's listen to, from the horse's mouth a little bit of Victor. That way people can go back and check some of this out, you know, and tie this into the whole situation. Cause this man is telling you, we train these things. They were already here. We have a program where we bred them and here we go. It got picked up, got called in and, uh, so I, I got sent up there and, these people up there are very tribal. And when I got there, I met with the tribal elder and asked them if they knew of this. And oh yes, they know of it. And they was very respectful of this creature. In such a way that they let me know that they didn't want no harm to come to this creature. That it fed the village when their hunters couldn't find game to kill. That this creature did. And it would bring it to them. That when they was hungry... And that they, it knew they was hungry. Like the next morning, there would be a caribou, you know, there for the village. So we can hear there, that's Victor in in his voice, you know, and you got to think people, if you look on the comments, sometimes people, oh, that old hit, but first of all, people that talk like that hunt probably better than you. You ever could in your life, you know what I mean? That he doesn't have to talk a certain way to be a master hunter of animals and stuff. So let's just mm-hmm. move past that immediately, you know, get that out of your mind, you know, for people and listen to Victor for real and listen to what he said there. That thing worked with the people. 
So you have to understand half the reason why some of this is kept secret. People are like, oh, we'd know, we'd know. Would you tell some dumbass that was hunting things that your best buddy that helps you feed the village and it's like a mythological beast, would you tell on it? No, you're not. People right. don't do that. The ones yeah. that do know about them, they respect them and they protect them. Okay. Well, it seems like some of them are on a different level, like the the former Navy SEAL guy that had been, you know, working for 20 years in, you know, the wilderness. Why do you think they might have targeted him? Is it just a feral group that just out of control? They just attack to attack? Or right. is it or you think there was something going on where they attacked him for a purpose? You know, each situation is different. That's how we have right. to treat everything like humans, too. I mean, there's the best person ever and there's the worst person ever. Sure. You know, it's going to be Good like point. that in any animal group, too. You're going to see a really heroic lion that's all looking good. And then another one's all scarred up. And, he, you know, they're, they're to each his own, right? Yep. So in, in any situation, maybe he did something territorial to it. You never know. Maybe maybe you get close to him and he was supposed to bend the knee and he didn't. So he got, who, who knows? You don't know how the, their hierarchy, you, you, you never know in that situation, you know? Yep. But the, the, facts are, the facts are this, that every year in, in America... Let's go to sk skip a little. We'll go to Can-Am Missing Project. Okay, this guy is run by a great dude, David Pilatus. Mm -hmm. David Pilatus is a former police officer. You can check out all the stuff here. He's wrote several books about Bigfoot, Missing 411. But he likes to, you know, talk about some of this stuff too. A lot of people think he's just a Bigfoot kind of researcher guy, and he he tells you that, you know, if here let's go let's go this way a little. In several of his videos, here's his YouTube page if you want to just kind of get it and check it out. Mm -hmm. But in several of his videos, he tells you, you know, that th there's a lot of canine activity to these attacks and slashing movements and, and just Bigfoot. A lot of times, you know, they don't think about what a Bigfoot is. It's a big, strong, almost like a monkey, right? They might gnaw on you some. A lot of times they find people twisted up, up in trees in different ways. And that's what from usually from Bigfoot are just blunt force trauma killing them. So mm. they don't look the same all torn down like that. When they're all ripped open and like this and they're like, oh, it was a bear and all that. A lot of times that's more, you know, going to be activity of a dog man situation. Like we were just speaking on a minute ago, werewolves are involved in us. They say sometimes, like Victor said, you know, a lot of these other guys in there too, the guys that work to hunt these things, they say there'll be a rogue, a rogue werewolf sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's usually older in their age and stuff like that. And they become bloodlust. They're like a murderer. It's like a, mur a human, like a human murderer, you know? Yeah. So he they they are eventually hunted down and killed a lot of times because when death in a certain area starts to reported as bear attacks and all this, that's when they send these guys in to clean. They know what it is already. These guys aren't. Ah. So the werewolves and dogmen know if you start killing things in your area, you either have to leave that area because the boys are going to come kill you. They're coming. We're coming. They're going to come in Blackhawks and shut them down because we have a hierarchy to this whole thing. The ones mm -hmm. that were trained and raised that way, they told the ones in the wild, if you can fuck around, they're going to come. And we win every time, but we lose men. They lose men, stuff like that. But we right. win every time. We we win. Yeah. So they know the game. They and it is a game. But you start to murder things in your zone. The, they're coming. They're coming to stop you. Yeah. Think about it like that. Hello, everyone. I'm Michael Jaco. Join me on Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, where we'll uncover the hidden parts of our human potential and propel you to new heights of existence and consciousness realms. As a former Navy SEAL for 24 years and CIA security officer for 11, I've been involved in aggressive combat training and operated in combat zones for well over 35 years. From Panama 
Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, and Lebanon, I have honed my leadership, tactical, combat skills, and knowledge expertise to a master level. As a little boy, five years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching the movie Navy Frogmen. I also looked at the movies and read the books of Ian Fleming, 007, James Bond. I wanted to be that when I grew up. And I was always inspired by entrepreneurs that helped humanity and brought about great change that furthered the consciousness and abilities of humankind to master levels. I always wanted to do that. The first two I did to an extraordinary level. And now today, as an entrepreneur and speaker, reaching millions all over the world, now I'm sharing the information that really propelled me. When I was a chief enlisted officer, I motivated, led, trained, and provided inspiration and insight to officers of all ranks, all the way up to flag level, and even the Secretary of Defense for the United States. With my operational background, planning, master training, and course design abilities, I have trained thousands and thousands of military and law enforcement personnel, and now I inspire and train millions throughout the world with my intuitive insights into the workings of the human mind. I and many listening to this message are living proof that each of us have amazing potentials far beyond what most consider possible. For me, the impossible is what I strive to always master and excel at. And as a Navy SEAL and in the CIA and combat zones, I did the impossible over and over and over again. And now I want to help you do the same. Tune in to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, and join the growing tribe as I show you how to unleash your own hidden potential. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at any any wild animal. There's tigers, and I remember hearing about uh, tigers in India. They're like almost to the level they were like almost human. They were so smart. They were like you know killing villagers, and then eventually you know they track them down, and they they'd find like you know dozens of of you know kills that this uh, tiger had gotten, and they finally killed the tiger. But yeah, uh, they're. Definitely uh, highly intelligent, you know, beings out there that, you know, can do some damage. So totally. that's what these guys are like. Here, I want to just show this right now while we're talking about that in general. Not mm-hmm. to, you know, nothing against these people. That's a condition they have. But we already know this is real. There's people that have full hair faces, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look. You know, not much, not much more of a beach to, you know. To change so we see things in our world that we know are real that we accept other ways because you saw it on a oh report on tv and that's accepted you know mm-hmm. how is that not equally as awesome or different as something like this you know the, so let's look for one second here at someone we'll check out her channel in a minute too cat cat hansen was someone i really enjoy checking out too oh yeah this, cat, you know people listener quite a bit Awesome. Yeah. So this is the kind of person where at, maybe at first you would hear, oh, crazy talk, you know, but if and then you do a little deeper digging and it's like math or anything, you, you hear a crazy mathematician, oh, because you don't know what he's talking about yet. 
right. you're over there going on ding, 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 and he, no. And then you catch up and you go, oh, man, that guy's. So something like this is, you know, let's do that with her. So right. let's push a little play here on what is the purpose of these creatures right here. Let's listen in. My brain starts going like it's on speed. And it says, wait a minute. We have Leviticus 26, 22, which says, I will let loose among you the beasts of the field to reduce your numbers. Then we have Lamentations 5 through 7. Father's sin equals children's sin. You know, let the sins of the father be pressed upon the children. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So a little, little there, let's stop, but we'll go to her page too. But so, you know, in the end, what she's kind of getting at there is that that's the belief of maybe these occult people, Luciferians, maybe something like that. This has always probably been tied in to these kinds of things and to believe that, you know, portals are real and all that sounds crazy, but you have to understand what they believe in that there's a natural tunnel system, portal system of the earth, you know, the natural acupuncture points of the earth, if you will. Mm-hmm. that we've built over the top of and retrofitted and to make a false system on top of, and they try to use it and abuse it, you know? So Bigfoot, all these things, maybe that's what they're doing. They're transdimensional. Maybe they're, they're hopping portals going down the, you know, the, the line there to another mm-hmm. location. And it's just something we don't know about that's natural, but we consider it to be supernatural because it's been hidden from us, not because it's supernatural. It's because the other people don't want you to be aware of such things. Because one thing leads to another. If you knew that, then you knew this. Then that means this. Oh, da, 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 and we'll keep going with it. And it never ends. You know? Yeah, I remember uh, you're, you're, you're an awesome researcher. And uh, you know how the big Bigfoot will put markers up. And, and when you started pointing those out, I was like, you, you wouldn't notice them. You know, normally right. I, I wouldn't have noticed them. But then right. once you started pointing them out, it's like, yeah, there's no way that massive piece of tree would be in that position like that. It was obviously a marker. And then you started pouring out more and more of those. I'm like, oh, wow. And then, you know, there in Lake Tahoe, I started to hear them. You know, they make these different sounds. And and they only make it if you're like out there pretty much by yourself. You start to hear them and then you you start to feel them. You know, they're there. It's pretty, pretty wild. They're, they're real. So let's jump into that real quick. So at Lake Tahoe here, there's also a fallen leaf lake. On the backside Mm -hmm. of fallen leaf, there's some old rundown things that, you know, it's kind of like remote out there. And I'm going to play a small video from here where we, we would frequent, frequently go there anyway because it's beautiful. But mm-hmm. since we're out in nature, you know, we would, you know, there's actually a rundown cabin that's kind of creepy over there. And so you look around some, there's there's weird things gathered sometimes and it could be bum or people say, oh, bear, bears don't gather trash bags together and, the, you know, <laughs> and pull out the jelly jars only. It's just strange stuff I've seen over there that is weird, you know, maybe maybe a bum did it. Who knows? I don't know, you know. Yep. So you see some weird things over there and you're walking around a lot. So we're over there one day. I got a short little clip here we'll play. We're over there one day, and this is just interesting the way I found this array of things here. And and when I play here, let's push play. Before we were here for a couple hours, we, we bring a BB gun a lot of times. We just we'll shoot a little target thing with a BB gun. It's fun, you know. We always do it down by the water. Mm-hmm. So I, I was repeatedly saying out loud, and it's funny because this is here. Like I said, Man, I wish we had a Coke can. We should have brought a Coke can. I'm looking around for a Coke can to shoot the BB gun, you know. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find one at all. So we go about, we're, we're tripping out, going down the trail, doing other things. We come back down the way and it's been a while. I mean, so this could have been somebody, you know, for, but 
So note this right here too. These these aspen leaves are green. There's no aspens around this area. They're way up on the mountainside. Not far, far, but um, up. They're far away, man. They're no. You can look with your eye and not see an aspen. Then you see them. And these leaves are here. So check this out. So there's a coke can there now, and I've left things. I've left things here before, and I, I leave little like pieces of quartz crystal. They say they like quartz, right? So I leave little gifts. I just check this area out. I mean, maybe a kid did this. You know, you never know. A little kid could have done it. So note the can again one more time after we play this. That can is actually very old. It's not like a, just a normal coke can. I'll pick it up. Look at the look at the what year is that? I mean, come on, look at the pull tab. Oh, look wow. at the can. That's not a normal Coke can that just came out of nowhere. I mean, that's impressive to me. You know, it's a different, it's old. Oh, yeah. So that was like almost like this gift, if you will, right? And these are fresh. It's just odd, you know, who went up there? I don't know, you know. It, it just seemed like a weird situation. And then we get the Coke can. Now, watch when you leave this building, you'll see how torn down it is. And it's all right on the water. So I leave little things in there all the time. And I think it's about repeating what you're doing. Mm -hmm. maybe it's some old guy walking his dog it's like i'm having a bigfoot experience it's me leaving things for him and he's leaving things for me but i doubt it you know so it's different in there you'll find one one spot what i thought was a little cool too is there's one spot in there it just seems like oh so kids maybe did some of this but on the ground here there's like little seeds and stuff crushed up with a rock and like like something was eating right here that see that right there you can't see it too good but right there so that i don't know you know little things like that make me made me look a little harder at it plus look at that coke can one more time that's a pretty old coke can that's unique and i still have it it's heavy it's a heavy thick can i don't know what oh my god about. yeah interesting thing oh we need a coke can we need a coke can get your coke can okay but you had been leaving them like intentionally like little crystals and stuff Absolutely. like that yep, yep. Yeah, so they're, they're they're returning right a nice little right. gift that's that's pretty wild yeah. So, so one thing I think that I've heard was that Bigfoot eats quartz crystal. They actually crush it up and, and it, you find it through their system. And that's mm. part of the reason they're able to do have certain unique abilities, apparently. Oh, so, yeah. That's how they can, uh, you know, basically disappear and go into other dimensions and stuff. Right. There's something to it like that. Yeah. So they like it. They actually physically eat it. So here's Kat. Check her out. You know, check out her page. A lot mm -hmm. of crazy cool things on there. L real mind expanding stuff. You know, give it a chance. I highly recommend it. So we Definitely. saw this. We we went down the going down the list here a little bit. We saw uh, that you can see people in our own world that have all kinds of unique situations, you know. Mm -hmm. So why why put it past? And then think about someone like this, Survivor Man. Okay, Les Stroud. Why would he have gone into this whole side shoot here and done all this a whole season and all these things you can find about Bigfoot? And if you find videos of him seeing things, and he said, I I I could talk to him. That would ruin his career. And I mean these things land just like that and just screw himself over just on a whim you know i mean he probably mm -hmm. physically all really believes it you know and he says i have psychic connection they've talked to me they told me not to be scared all this so you can check out on your own too it's a great guy you know great dude there mm -hmm. keep going down the line I took a look at this dog scene which is funny he's a wheel you know <laughs> let's keep going so here's just a couple you know for real for real, probably you know, some of the stuff you really got to look through things on like in anything you're looking through as a researcher, you know, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, miss. so let's check one out. This is a pretty funny character here, too, that sees this thing. Look at this. Look at the size of it. It moves. It's almost like that. you have to understand about these things, too. People are like, oh, I would see them. We would always see them out there and like that. Yeah. OK. And think about a Tasmanian devil they thought was, you know, is this real or not for how long? And then they thought, oh, there it is, you know. 
or even just chimps, you know, you never, you, you know how long you would look for a, a, a pod group of chimps or something, you would never find them unless they wanted you to, right? You don't just mm-hmm. go on your bullshit, especially if it's a spider. So let's check this out real quick, okay? Here we go. So just to clip off, but this is uh, interesting to me because of, uh, I'll tell you, I have a lot of dream time stuff in reality where I see these creatures and I, you know, I, I experience it in my dreams, to be honest with you. And so when I see things moving like this, you see that behind the light pole, that movement there that you're getting, it, it's hard to see. There it is. That's how fast it would, you, you don't oh, see wow, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's huge. There it is. It's big, this tall. Okay. Up Whoa. here is this head and it, it's a lengthy creature. Okay. Oh yeah. Those legs are like, woof. Woof. And it's gone. And that this is the kind of stuff you'll, you're going to see here. Let's go a little head. This is this dude in his yard, okay? It's in Florida. There's this thing in my backyard, you guys, you know. This is the exact spot Everyone hates all the CGI, whatever. I mean, whatever, you know, but this is a great example of that's about all you're going to see for real. You're not going to see, oh, here I am. He comes out and, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's let's keep going with this here. Let's that's just a known one that people know. But that you know, to me, from what I imagine or whatever you want to call it in my dreams, what I see, that's the type of movement you see. That type of bend in the knee, moving like a spider almost, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just take a look at a couple real, you know, kind of real world examples of things that that. Let's take a look at this one. See the thing crouching in the background? Look at the size of that. Okay, watch this. Wow. Wow. Do you see his dog? Do you see that thing? That's like a dire wolf. So those are real. That's just not even a dog, man. That's like a dire wolf. They People try to say these aren't real. Look at the size of this creature one more time. That's like Lord of the Rings, anything like, you know, these, these, yeah, yeah. look at that wolf. That's as big as a cat. Okay. Ooh, stuff sounds like, like that a dog might not have made out too well. Right. You know, it makes you wonder, you know? So, I mean, yeah. look at, so one more time, this one is kind of newer, you know, and, they, and some of this stuff you got to wonder, you know, but for dramatic, the perfect little, podcast is out there. A little dramatic. Podcasts available. Spotify is the best place to find the one you love. Whatever you're into, get way more into it with the podcast. Find the one you've been listening for sure right where now free on Spotify. Okay, moving on. Hold on, I got you guys. Sorry. I apologize. Well, greetings and so- there we go. Fix that right up. Okay, so. One more time. This is another one, but it should, you know, they added some gunfire. I think some of this stuff makes you wonder here, but, but look at the creature. Let's look at the body. I mean, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's fake. Oh, it's fake bullshit, but pretty good fake. You know, so that's an example of one though, then even if it's fake, but see, that's different than a werewolf. That's a dog, man. They're like chimp behavior. You know, that's, of course, this being a fake, who knows? That's a pretty good. So who's that that uh, lit it up? I'm not sure, you know, so you just kind of wonder, you know, and so there's a lot of things too that will come out of Mexico sometimes and then mm-hmm. they, they're taken offline pretty quick, you know, 
And there yeah. was one I saw a couple of years ago, man. There was like this guy just literally holding up this like reptilian's head, man, in his yard. They killed this thing in the video, killing it. And they're right there and they're showing you its head and stuff. And if that's fake, these guys should be like hired by Hollywood. You know, it's like, it's amazing, <laughs> you guys. Good job. You know, like yeah. we made a couple bucks online. Like, that makes sense why they would have done that. And then, then those videos are gone later, you know, and you yeah. just, it just makes you wonder. And, they're, that's huge in their in their culture anyway werewolves so the reason why i was asking is like you know just not not some guys like the hunters like you were talking about they actually go out and hunt the ones that get out of line right and you see they lit that thing up they weren't messing around no 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 so so if you listen to victor a little more you'll see how they hunt they they don't wear too heavy of gear they wear like these scratch resistance uniforms and mm -hmm. they do wear some kevlar under there mm -hmm. right and they, mm -hmm. they have certain firepower they move in a couple man teams kind of situations, if you will. A lot of times they lose men and a lot of men that are hired are like, you know, some badass dude that was in the military another way or whatever. He's got kills and they bring them in and inform them and blah, blah. You get the idea. But yeah. the whole thing in the end is that we do take them out like that, but they are swift. And if you don't know how to correct, Victor explains a lot of it in those videos. They're great to listen to, even if it's, you know, this whole like, oh, it's all bullshit. well, it's pretty awesome either way. So, you know, and I'm under the belief that it's not bullshit. I have a, a great, you know, great view and great uh, understanding of what I, when I see things, what I think is real and what isn't. Sure. And in my dream time, I have, you know, very unique situations of my own where these things, mm -hmm. I fly a lot in my dreams. I don't know if you guys do or not. I do. Sometimes I find myself flying at night mm -hmm. in treed areas, like in areas with heavy trees. And I, I fly through them just for almost fun, if you will, sometimes when I'm dreaming like that. And I will encounter one of these things sometimes. And oh, they can wow. actually climb all the way up in through the trees, jump out in through the treetops. They try to chase you when you're flying. And mm. at other times I've stopped in the field and, and literally like, I'm it's a dream, but I'm having like a talk. I'm like, they're mad at first and I calm them down and we talk even. Like these things are a thing, you know, in my reality, in, in this, in that kind of thing, they're real. You know, if you look up a lot of people's accounts too, especially werewolves, not dogmen per se, but werewolves are like highly spiritual They'll talk to you in your dream time. They'll talk to you for real. Certain people, certain connections they have with people, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, a lot of times, maybe the ones I've talked to are more like a werewolf. It's hard to decipher, you know? But sometimes I've been chased by the ones when you look at them, it just looks like the dog man thing, you know? Yeah. And it's it's highly crazy, you know? And just unbelievable. Yeah, this is probably going to inspire a lot of people to, you know, probably come out and talk about their... There's probably a lot of people have have these experiences. And they don't talk right. about them... Um, during their job or whatever, and they leave their job. They're like, oh, I had these experiences. Have I ever found anybody else that had these experiences that I would like to talk out? So I know a lot of the stuff you follow, people do come out and talk about their experiences. So it's it's fascinating to see that this is not an, these aren't isolated events. There's a lot no. of people that are experiencing this. Right, right. And that's what I'm trying to invoke here in this conversation. Why dog man? Why talk about this even to start a topic, you know? Because mm -hmm. I think it's an interesting topic that a lot, there's a lot more people out there than we think, I think, that are, know about it. And they would open their mouth and say something beyond, oh, you wouldn't believe what I saw, or even if any cryptid really, you know, especially yep. in, in the military, the police force, you know, any kind of EMT, anyone that's been out in the field, I invite you to come forward and, and discuss with us more on these topics, you know, and tell everyone what you've seen. What do you really have to hide anyway? You only live 100 years. You don't, this isn't a permanent day situation where if you say this it's done you only have 100 years on this planet you might as well start divulging things and sharing with everyone yeah what you can when you can because when you don't have time left you're going to wish you had more i'll tell you that right now 
So now remember, we, we've had this conversation. I think everybody else will be kind of interested in this too, where we talked about how Al Baghdadi, he was running down a, supposedly he was running down a uh, oh. cavern underground, you know, chamber, underground. you know, yeah. underground, you know, tunnel, whatever. And uh, he was being chased supposedly by a dog. So he basically blew himself up to protect himself, I guess, you know, from, <laughs> from the dog or whatever he had a, a explosive vest on. So that's Perfect. kind of like in, in, in Trump had the dog that supposedly was uh, involved in that. And this right. dog looked per- perfectly healthy. Right. I'm like that dog doesn't seem like he was in a, you know, cause I've seen the results of anything that comes anywhere near an explosive vest and every, everything oh, yeah. gets shredded. Oh, we so know I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. And then we talked about how that could have been a dog man that was involved with the military uh, to come out. So, you know, there's possibility there. Absolutely. That's my, that's the same situation. I'm starting to believe coming to a head here is that in the end, they openly work with them kind of, you know, thing. And that, uh, mm-hmm. that these dog comms that you see a lot of times, you know, they might not always per se go back to that, but we see a lot of dog comms in, the, in all our, you know, followings that we do online here. One's always, what are these dog comms or that old dog's dead or, you know, George Bush. And which is interesting note too, that from one of the guys, they say that when George Bush senior went to the facility where they were, you know, doing the, the breeding mm-hmm. for the, these creatures, these warriors, that a lot of them would cower when they'd see them, they would cower and they were scared of him there. And, and that one of them that could speak Sebastian, I believe his name is one of the, the stud uh, werewolves that they breed literally from he, he, he's, he lived as in captivity for, you know, 80, 60 something years, 60 to 80 years, almost. So he's quite intelligent. He reads books, all kinds of crazy stuff. If you can imagine, they said that that guy had told them that inside of Bush senior was something evil. They were all scared of, they were scared of him. That he had an evil entity in him or they, they, they were all, he was like their alpha. They could smell it. It was, they were scared of him basically. Wow. So, and then you, you tie that in with other weird people from different areas saying that, you know, I'm a clone or in a secret group of guys, you know, we're, we're high end soldiers like this. And our dad was Bush senior. <laughs> we have different moms, but all our dads are Bush. But wow. think about stuff like that, you know, daddy Bush, you know, so his, uh, his uh, code name while he, for his secret service uh, group was uh Timberwolf, I believe, wasn't it? Or so right. Timberwolf. Timberwolf, yeah. Silverwolf, Timberwolf. So one of these, yep. This old, Silver, the old Silver Wolf or something like that. Yeah. 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 The old dog, you know? So, so, but there's all these dog comes. And like you said, Outback daddy, all that. I mean, he just, think about how if you knew the truth what was coming for you and, and soldiers apparently guys train with them you know they train hand to hand with the creature it's not like every soldier's got a dog man with them but here let's look at another example here look there's a insignia on a lot of things like you'll see look this from afghanistan you know where they they use the insignia of the devil dog a lot overseas and if you go to Afghan afghanistan they'll tell you yeah there's giant black dogs yeah yeah the jinn are real and there's giant black dogs men and they tell you this kind of shit they see them they know that kind of stuff it's folklore but it's, it's kind of serious to them too they're scared of those there's a lot of soldiers overseas that have seen big black dogs at night right wow. mm. and they don't report it or they do but look at this kind of insignia you see too i mean it's just it's intense you know something to think about basically telling the enemy we'll come get you at night you know we're gonna the devil we'll send the devil dogs and then you got the whole thing with hitler back in the day they did a lot of research into hellhounds and Hitler was trying to develop dogs a certain way. And, you know, there's a lot of crazy, crazy things like that, you know, to it. So, wow. 
Interesting, interesting. Let's look at one more little video here on these, and we'll, we'll move yeah. past. This will be the last little example. This one's okay. a trip. You know, let's check this one out. This, I thought I like this one, just to see the movement of them and stuff. You know, so this guy. Great scenery. Get an idea of where I'm at. Up there. What the hell is that? God. Wow. That ain't right. It's like the wolf. Crap. I don't think I should be up here. Then stood up. Yeah, I saw they stood up. Yeah, yeah. So, so pretty, I mean, pretty trippy. They're very spider-like, you know. That's why I mean, anything in nature doesn't just stand up and walk around. They can stand up. That doesn't mean mm -hmm. they will. They usually don't. So yeah. People, I mean, so it's just an interesting topic here, and I'm glad we're, we're getting into this a little bit. A couple little more things. Let's let's look here. Let's uh, let's see. What we got. Just for people that aren't familiar with this kind of stuff, I mean, the people that are already know this, you know, here's like a scale, if you will. It's kind of hard hit, to see. Hit that I mean. uh, little green button. So, a little, I think that's that'll make it bigger. This here? In the left corner, the green button. Oh. The left corner. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, of that. You know, yeah, I got yeah. you. It won't, it'll, it'll mess it up when I do oh, it. Oh, really? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it'll like zoom out all crazy. So, let's just go a little bit bigger so people can see it a little. There you go. That works. That'll work. Well, there you the go. The relation so, to. Yeah, it's just kind of, you know, like an idea here of a six-foot human. This would be like more of a domain. A werewolf would be the gray one in the back, far bigger, highly more intelligent in a fight, would just mop up one of these guys, you know. Mm -hmm. A Bigfoot and a dog man, they would fight. The Bigfoot would tear them up too, probably like that. That's what they say out of the big three. But a werewolf and a dog and a Bigfoot would fight equal kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So the dog man are like the run of the three, and they're treated that way amongst them too, but they are pack animals much more than the other ones. And they're extremely violent. Bigfoot is hesitant to fight. Even they're defend their family kind of situation. If you will, these things attack, they do attack, you know, and that's what the soldiers say. They usually attack from the side. They'll bait you. They're very intelligent, like a wolf, you know, they'll have one show itself and the other ones get you from behind situation, you know? So just, just so you can get an idea of what they look like on all fours, even it would be like the same situation there. You know, you're just going to have, much bigger than a bear, you know, seven foot almost. It's like that dire wolf you saw, you know? Yeah. And so what a lot of people have reported too, interesting, these things can be on all fours for some time. And when they stand up, they even hear a pop in the joint and their back legs hinge to walking. So don't think just, oh, these are dire wolves. They can probably walk too. The big mm -hmm. difference on being able to tell if you're seeing a dog man and if you actually see something like this and not just like a wolf or something is their front hands. Their front hands are like raccoon hands. They are not like a paw. And that's what sets them aside from a dog, literally in nature. And so if we go back into our descriptions back in the beginning, even when we're looking at like these here, it's in there. It says that, you know, this is a very distinct creature. It's not a dog. It, you know, it's to be implied that these have human bodies. And, and all, all through history up to, you know, only 200 years ago or so, we, we did work with them. They they used to play beautiful music on guitars and, you know, crazy things you can't imagine in our times but you hear about. It's the same with, with uh, Bigfoot here. If you mm -hmm. research Bigfoot, 
you're going to see all this new crap and all this, you know, Sasquatch even, that's a new word. If you just simply put in grass man, just research grass man, and you're going to see all old cowboy Western time, you know, all America, old world America stuff about the grass man. So mm. the, it's always been here. We already know that, you know, it's just the terms people are using are too loose. Dif- different names over time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the same thing, nothing new under the sun, same game. And so it's been exploited. I would imagine in certain ways to, you know, become a force for good, maybe, and for evil, possibly. But if you listen to some of these guys that say they do this job and they do this, they said originally we were thought, you know, especially during Vietnam, it worked so well in Nam, they released some of these things and they could never find them again or capture them again once they released them. But they mm. killed like a lot. They killed like crazy. So it was like it was effective. Right. Mm. So, you know, there, you get all this crazy stuff from Vietnam. There's dogmen there in Vietnam. They say that, you know, there's a huge folklore of that shit there. It's you know, it's, along with in Vietnam, we've talked about it before, all these things you have these spider creatures that were taking over whole villages psychically, you know, I mean, come on, you know, hmm. so it, it's, it's about time we start tying all this into one thing and stop thinking that guy's a, he's a weird researcher or she's this, and this guy's into conspiracies. It's about time you start looking at everything around you and taking real evidence and taking the time to sift through some of it and realize that some of this is not bullshit. And that most of the things you do in your everyday life, like sports games on it, that's way more bullshitty than some of this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Definitely. I'm not definitely. knocking on it, you know? I mean, we all yeah. love that kind of stuff too. But I mean, it, that's just a game. Keep that in mind. Grown men whining over a game. I mean, that's... Right. You might want to do something. And, and the games are all rigged we, uh, on the professional right. level. So, yeah. We know that. I mean, that's yeah. why it's called the game. That's why they're all ballers, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, playing, they're playing with ball, literally. <laughs> With yeah. the ball, you know, the cabal and ball himself. <laughs> why are they all ball sports and why have none of them advanced? How come we don't have a basketball game where there's a hill in, from the center court out? Let's make it funner. Like, how come the Super Bowl doesn't have a trench in the middle? You got to jump over. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, why is it all just flat ground or it's just stayed the same forever? It's just run. It's the same game over and over. It's a ritual. That's what it really is. Yeah. You know, athletes have advanced. How come the goal hasn't got higher? everyone's tall as shit now you know it's just it's just crazy talk you know it's just a game that's like we said and we watch it over and over and we're so into it which is cool to do it is cool to do but you might want to open your mind a little and look at some of those other things you thought were stupid or something or look at why all these people in, in, in big fields like emts cops and fields. why would they want to lose their career over that and say these things to you why you might you know tend to believe some of it and and take it with a grain of salt i'm not saying all this shit's true man i've been you know, most you'd be surprised how much of it's probably bullshit amongst the truth, even. But there is a grain of reality in there, and and it is part of our reality. And it's time that we tie these things back in and look at them again with a better lens because they tie back into the bad guys. They tie into the cabal. This is part of their rituals. This is part of their ceremonies. These are the things they're paying homage to. These are the things they're using in whatever ways they use them. You know, mm-hmm. this is part of that connection. So as we as we keep getting into this, different areas, you know, different cryptids, different talks about different things. We just want to open our minds up to the reality of everything and not just have our blinders on. You know, that's just kind of why I thought Dogman would be a good intro into talking about new and great things. Wow, and, that's uh, fantastic! Yeah, and one little uh, side, a lot of a lot of stuff I haven't seen before. Oh yeah, and this is uh, this is a yeah. model you put together. Yeah, this will be this will be fun just because this is how much I like Dogman, and I'm just kind of learning how to sculpt on the side some. So let me just push play on this. This is a sculpture in the works here, and uh, this is kind of like 
what I would believe the true anatomy of them, the elongated hands, the elongated abdomen area. It's almost like, think about this. If you enlarged a raccoon or a squirrel really big, it would be scary. I mean, a squirrel's oh, little, yeah. but a squirrel is badass the things they can do. Have you ever just seen a ninja outside doing stuff? They just, they're just on it, you know? So imagine a big squirrel. Just imagine that, you know? So as we kind of go around the body of it, you kind of look, they say that, okay, well, okay. So the method will be elongated longer than it should be. A lot of people in reality, when they see these things, they're shocked by that fact alone. The mouth was just too big. It's bigger than it should have been, you know, kind of factor. Mm-hmm. And, and then look and notice the elongated body. It, they can curl up in a ball because of this, and they can get very low to the ground because of this. They have a hyperextended midsection. That separates them apart from what a werewolf would look like. A werewolf is a human from the neck down, and they never change from one to the other. That's a separate thing we'll, we'll look at in a minute. There is some, you know, the Rougarou and stuff like that. If they drink blood, they could probably change, believe to change shape. These mm. things stay this shape 24-7, and this is this is the sculpture in, in progress and work. And just because to show you the kind of, you know, passion I kind of have for dog, man, I, I think I, th- I thought I would try to do that, and I think it's, it's not bad. It's not perfect, but it's not bad. And that's me working on it still there. Nice. Yeah. So uh, one more one more thing. Let's go back onto the Rougarou here and check that out, actually. Let's see what it says about, it says, the wolf-like beast will hunt down and kill Catholics who do not follow the rules of Lent. <laughs> this <laughs> coincides with the French Catholic Loup Garou stories. Loup Garou according to which the method of turning a werewolf is to break Lent seven years in a row. So, <laughs> so, so you can see how some of this stuff, you know, is, is out there, but there's always some kind of weird tie back to it, you know? And if you look in almost every culture in the world, they have their version of this cryptid. Mm, they yep. really do. I mean, it's, so it's, it's here to stay. It's something that's real and all the hype to it might be fake, you know, nine, out of the 10 things on the YouTube are dumb. And then you got the, the, the kids storybooks, you know, and all these other things just swamping it all. But if you do a little, little digging and maybe in your dream time, invite to see something like this there first, before you see it out in nature or something like that, maybe invite yourself to see it. It doesn't have to be an attack on you. Oh, I don't want to see this demon and all this. I mean, anything's a demon in the, in the right light. And if you say it like that, you can't say it like that. You need to, experience and have an experience with something before you can say it's negative mm-hmm. right yep. so i've seen these things in dreams and it's fascinating you know amongst other things but i i can remember openly looking over and in detail looking at it you know and it's right there and it seems so real you know and and the funny thing is i don't know if i just make these dreams into what they are or whatever but sometimes they're around in mission-like situations that i'm in you know and I, i've seen other men working with those things and moving with them in the night and stuff. And I'm like, what was that later? And then I through research. I'm like, Oh shit. That was probably like one of those. Oh my God. Like, okay. There's something to all that to tie into uh, the dream world. And that's, you know, pretty much it. I I invite and invoke everyone to look into this and open your mind. And then from there, see where it leads you and see what it ties back into today with all the stuff that we're facing now with all the, the, the trials that we go through now. And like you said, we hear them all the time say, these dog comms, you know, and then we sent in the dog, got him and he exploded himself. And I was, I mean, come <laughs> on guys, there's something to it. So that's pretty yep. much it. You know, I, I invite you to just do your own research. Sounds great. Thanks for Dan. giving me some time today, Mike. You're awesome. I love talking to you always, brother. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Dan. It's been a pleasure. 
Dan Butler, everybody. And Dan will probably be coming back and sharing a lot more with us. So I hope you guys have liked this. We're going to be doing more shows like this, uh, bringing out this type of information. I think as we move forward, it's, it's time for this stuff to come out. That's right, guys. And start with something you know. Go to a Nimbus and start there. That's a great place to start for people because it's believable. You know that that was happening. You know that these things are real. Absolutely. I love you guys. It was nice talking to everyone. I'd love to do something like this again, maybe different topics even. I just love research. And I love being a researcher just like everyone else out there. We're all trying to do our best. So nothing but love for everybody, guys. Thanks a lot. Lots of love, everyone. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.